everybody and welcome back to another episode of We Lift Big. Thank you so much for being here today and for listening or watching whatever it is you may be doing. I am really excited for today's topic. We are talking about macronutrients. We are breaking food down into macronutrients, micronutrients, and I am going to be touching base a little bit on macro counting because it is something that I do myself and I get a lot of questions on it as a trainer. Uh, should I do it? Should I not? And I wanted to provide my honest opinion on that based on my knowledge and my research and just my overall experience. If you are watching this video, you may notice that I do not have my usual equipment with me. I packed it all up. I live in NorCal and because of all the fires that we've had going on, I did pack a lot of my bags just in case I do need to jump ship. Hopefully that is not the case, knock on wood. <laughs> but just in case, I did pack up all of my nice microphone equipment and I have a little microphone that I am using today. I hope the sound quality is beautiful, as beautiful as it can be. And we are going to jump right into this topic. So. I'm really passionate about this because I feel like it is never something I really learned in school. I took health class and I've been working out for the past 12, 13 years since I was 13, 14 years old. And this was never something I really learned much about until I became a trainer. And that was about two, three years ago. And it is something that I feel like everyone should know. It is knowledge that is going to really benefit people, especially if you are looking at eating well in the long run because fitness and health and all of those things are infinite goals and we want to be well our entire lives and have good energy and be able to foster awesome relationships. And we do all that through taking care of our bodies and through eating good food. And so here it is. Food is broken down into two parts, essentially. You have your macronutrients and you have your micronutrients. Micronutrients are going to be your vitamins, minerals, like vitamin A, B, C, K, D, E, your minerals, you have your calcium, your iron, your magnesium, all of those things. And those elements don't actually have any caloric value, although they are very important to a healthy lifestyle, like for example, vitamin B provides energy, vitamin C really boosts the immunity, magnesium helps with healthy digestion, and iron helps with blood flow, and there's all of these things that we need through micronutrients. And the best place to find micronutrients is in whole foods. And so your fruits, vegetables, meats, dairies, all of those things are going to be the most natural place to get your vitamins and miner minerals, your micronutrients, and you can get them through processed foods, but if there is one theme that I am going to promote today, it's that the more whole foods you can eat, the better. So, micronutrients. Most of today's talk is going to be about macronutrients. Now, what are macronutrients? Macronutrients are composed of three elements. You have your carbs, you have your proteins, and you have your fats. Starting with carbohydrates. 
carbohydrates are an excellent source of moderate to quick energy. More fibrous carbs are ideal as it takes more time for the body to break them down, providing more sustained energy and less of a sugar crash. And so if we wanted to break down carbohydrates into simple carbs and complex carbs, think of simple carbs as sugars, the body just processes it as sugar, and complex carbs are carbs mixed with fiber, and fiber is very important to the body. It has a host of benefits, and so when it comes to which carbs to eat, you do want to have both. Again, simple carbs are going to provide you that quick explosive energy, especially first thing in the morning, or if you want to fuel your workout, uh, you have a long workout ahead, or just whatever you're doing in your day. And complex carbohydrates are going to keep you sustained longer. They're going to give you that longer term energy, a little bit less of a crash. And so it's important to have both. And you wanna make sure you get your fiber in. So help yourself to the following foods. And the examples of foods that I have today are foods that mainly fall into a particular category because all of these foods are going to technically fall into multiple ca categories. They're all going to have a certain amount of carbs, fats, proteins, most of them. And the examples that I'm giving are more so this is a food that has a lot of carbs or is mainly carbs and may or may not have a certain fat or protein value. And so help yourself to the following foods in my humble, humble, knowledgeable opinion. <laughs> Oatmeal, white or brown rice, potatoes, oats, vegetables, and fruits, especially focusing on the vegetables and fruits, again, because you're going to have a lot of micronutrients that are surrounded around those as well. And again, oatmeal, white or brown rice, these are very simple um, whole food sources. Carbs to consume in a little bit more moderation, breads, pastas, cereals, bars, juices, sports drinks, especially in reference to the drinks. Generally, they tend to have a lot of simple sugars. And again, that is not necessarily a bad thing. Like we can talk about good carbs and bad carbs all you want. In my opinion, all carbs are good. It just depends how processed they are. And the more processed they are, generally the less good they are for our body and so foods carbs that i tend to avoid or minimize i mean you gotta you gotta go and have some good times you gotta live and so like yes like enjoy that glass of wine enjoy those cakes and pastries cookies chips pop tarts croutons you know you gotta live a little bit but Again, these are foods that you want to really keep in moderation. Keep them for special occasions. Like, if you really want to enjoy cake, like, have it a few times a year. Or just your favorite dessert, something that you wish you could indulge in every day. Like, leave it for, like, once a month kind of a thing. And it'll taste that much better. So talking about carbs, we are moving on to proteins, which are the building blocks of the body. Proteins are used to build and maintain muscle, joints, bones, and most other tissues. Consuming enough protein also puts the body into a position through thermogenesis to burn more calories while at rest. So basically what that means is that in order for the body to process protein, 
it has to work a little bit harder, therefore it is utilizing more calorie burn in order to process the protein. Protein is also going to be a more filling macronutrient. Feel free to help yourself to the following proteins. We have got chicken breast, lower non-fat turkey, fish, shellfish, lean beef, lean pork, low-fat Greek yogurt, eggs. Generally, the reason that I give low-fat options is not only because the lower-fat options are mainly just protein, and as I mentioned for the examples of foods, I wanted to choose foods that fit mostly into one particular category. I'm not at all saying that higher-fat meats are bad for you at all or higher-fat protein sources are bad for you. You just don't want to be having high-fat protein source, or sorry, high-fat high protein options if you're eating a lot of fats throughout your day unless your diet is catering to that specifically, um, using keto as an example. Proteins to consume a little bit more in moderation, protein powders, protein bars or drinks, and again, they're just a little more processed. And so I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I haven't had three protein shakes in a day to try and just get through my day. We've all had those days, and if you haven't, you probably will someday. And this just comes back to eating whole foods. The more whole food sources that you can get your macronutrients through, get your nutrition through, your substance through, the better. Your body is just going to feel so much better when you consume whole food sources. And again, I mean, I consume protein powder. I do eat bars. I just try to keep it to one, one or two a day. Two if I'm, if I have a crazy day ahead of me, but if I can just keep it to maybe one shake, maybe one bar a day, then that what's, that's what works best for me. That's where my body feels the best. Finally, we are going to talk about fats. So fats, fats are an excellent source of longer lasting energy. They keep the body more satiated and they help regulate insulin levels and balance hormones, resulting in better mood and better energy. I love fats. The myth that fats are bad for you is hopefully at this point being debunked by a multitude of sources. You need your fats, especially being a woman and having some crazy hormones that tend to happen once or twice a month. You want to make sure you're having enough fats to really regulate your hormones and to regulate your insulin. And it is also essentially an energy source. It is a long-term energy source. And so it is going to sustain you more throughout your day. It is also going to be more filling as well as carbohydrates. Generally, generally when we eat carbohydrates, it creates a desire in the body to have more. The body, the digestive system really enjoys sugar and the more sugar you eat, the more sugar that you generally want. And so having a healthy dose of fats and proteins in every single meal, whether it's a main meal or a snack, is a really great way to promote satiety cues and to not constantly be hungry throughout the day. And so help yourself to the following fats. We have avocados, nuts, olives, seeds, coconuts, and then fats that you want to, and these are not so much to consume in extreme moderation as to be mindful of and to honestly measure. 
is oils. And so olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, nut butters, heavy creams, these are all things that I, for the most part, consume on a regular weekly basis. And the reason that I say consume them in a little more moderation is that it's very easy to get to two to three tablespoons of peanut butter or almond butter. It's very easy to get into two to three tablespoons of oil when you're cooking, for example, versus if you were to have a handful of 20 to 30 almonds or to have the actual olives themselves, those would generally be more filling. And fats have double the caloric content of proteins and carbs. And so one gram of fat is going to give you nine calories and one gram of carb as well as one gram of, pro of protein both have a four caloric value per gram. And so that's why you wanna be a little bit mindful of fats and measure your fats more uh, when you are um, choosing your foods. And fats to all out avoid canola oils, vegetable oils, margarines, frostings. And so again, these are all things that are very processed. And in terms of weight loss and gain, when it comes to fats and particularly oils, y'all need to dig into Ben Greenfield's literature. His book Boundless talks a great deal about this, but basically one of the number one things that often makes it really hard, if not impossible, for people to lose body weight is the kinds of oils we are consuming. And so if you have not looked into the book Boundless, check it out he dives really deep into it but basically what i can communicate based off what i remember in the reading i gotta dive back into it is the types of oils you consume and put into your body are the difference between a fat loss goal and not being able to lose any weight at all having energy and not having energy creating good cells and creating bad cells and so Highly recommend his book, again, Boundless, Ben Greenfield, check it out. And that is a dive into macronutrients. Again, we talked about carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. I gave my recommendations for foods to enjoy bountifully, to enjoy in moderation, and to avoid or save for special occasions. The last thing that I wanna to touch on today is macro counting. And so what is macro counting? Macro counting is essentially you track how many carbohydrates, fats, and proteins you consume in a day. This was something that I was first introduced to when I started getting into bodybuilding and I was thinking about competing in shows. And when I did my first show, I counted all of my macros given the guidance of my coach at the time and it is actually still something that I do one reason being I want to compete hopefully next year and so I just want to stay in the habit of counting my macronutrients and also it is something that gives me some stability throughout my day and so when my days get crazy I know that I am eating in such a way that I'm giving my body not too much food, not too little food, and based on if I'm looking to build more muscle or to do a mini cut, then I'm already in the process of having my nutrients set either by myself or by one of my coaches. And in terms of recommending macro, macro counting to 
the general public, honestly, I think that macro counting is a really great way to understand what you're eating and how all the puzzle pieces come together. However, when it comes to figuring out your numbers on your own, I do not recommend that. There is a lot of information online, and so I would say if this is something that you are interested in, you either want to do a butt ton of research or you really want to work with a coach. And honestly, I would say work with a coach, even if it's just for a little bit, someone who has a reputation for being very knowledgeable on nutrition, who has done macro counting, worked macro counting with other clients, just just in terms of any sort of diet in general, not only do you want to do it right the first time because that's what's going to help you on whatever goal that you have, but also any diet done wrong can harm the metabolism down the line. And so if you're trying to set your own numbers and you end up giving yourself very low or very unsustainable numbers, then that's going to have just as much harm on your diet than if you were just eating junk food or if you were trying like a shake only diet or any of those crazy diets that I am not personally the biggest fan of. You want to make sure that this is something that you do right because it is in a way easier to mess this up and not be giving your body the proper nutrients and sustenance that it needs. And so again, from one as a professional um, fitness person, I do have to say, if you're going to do something like this, you need to work with a coach or you need to do a crap ton of research and just make sure that you're doing it correctly. If you do or if you do choose to work with a coach or you do do a butt ton of research and you kind of figure out what your numbers should be or what they are going to be, then it's a really great way to learn the measurements of food. And so what does four ounces of chicken look like? What does six ounces of sweet potato look like? These are things that I have all learned through macro counting. Like how many carbs is in a banana? 23 carbs. I can rattle these numbers off of my head. And so when I'm making recommendations for clients, if I want a client to start eating a little bit more fat or a little bit more protein, then I know what foods to recommend. Hey, have four ounces of chicken, have two hard boiled eggs for lunch, that sort of thing. These are all things that I became knowledgeable of through macro counting. And these are also things that are just great knowledge for the general person who wants to learn more about food. If you are able to, again, look at a banana and say, okay, I know that this has 23 carbs. I know that my serving of oatmeal has 27 carbs. That's about 50 carbs. I'm generally aiming just to throw a random number out there. I'm generally aiming for about 200 carbohydrate, 200 grams of carbohydrates a day. Okay. So that puts me at 50 carbs. For me, I, I like the numbers game. It's probably one of the only numbers games that I enjoy. But again, it just makes you more knowledgeable about food and how certain meals can go together. It's a place where you can be creative. How do I how do I create meals that are going to 
meet up to my numbers at the end of the day and I know there's the whole thing that if it fits your macros hashtag if it fits your macros and what I will say about that is yes it's fun to be able to make some creative protein pancakes with special like avocado frosting or yogurt frosting or whatever or it's like I've definitely had those days where I was going to go to a birthday party and I was like heck yes I'm going to have some cake and some wine and so I'm going to restrict what I eat in the beginning of the day and then at the end of the day when I enjoy myself make sure that I'm still falling within my numbers like yes I've absolutely done that and it is comforting to have a set of numbers to say okay I'm eating these certain foods but I know because it's within my numbers that I'm still going to be on track however this is not an excuse to eat poorly on the regular basis by any means again you want to be having your whole foods you want to be having regular meals you want to be having your three four five meals throughout the day intermittent fasting if you're doing any sort of intermittent fasting you want to make sure that it still all adds up and again you're just going to be more satiated you're going to feel better you're going to feel so much better when you stick to whole foods and so that is everything that I want to cover today in terms of food. I would really consider this a bit of an intro because honestly we could talk so much about all of this content and thank you so much for tuning in today. I love you all so much and I will see you next week. Peace.